How often do you prepare for, respond to, and recover from disasters? How often do you consider threats like cybersecurity, wildfires, earthquakes, or mass casualty events? This is Hometown Ready, an all-hazards emergency management podcast brought to you from the Springfield Green County Office of Emergency Management. We aim to educate, entertain, and spark discussions about all things public safety. So settle in and let's discuss how your community can be hometown ready. Hello, I am Aubrey Johnson, and this is the Hometown Ready Podcast. Our podcast is starting up again this year in 2024 after a building remodel, and we want to start things off with our newest member at Springfield Green County Office of Emergency Management. Introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Thanks for having me. My name is Ronnie Bell. I am the Community Engagement Specialist here at OEM, which is a brand new position. And at the risk of sounding ridiculous, my job title is actually what I do. I engage with the community. I work with the CERT program, with our reservists, interns, and volunteers. Basically go out into the community and help them become prepared for whatever disasters might come our way. Well, I would say welcome, but you've been here since October. So, well, welcome to the team. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about your background and what you did prior to coming to work with us. Prior to coming to emergency management on the professional level, I worked for an insurance company for 25 years, most recently and for the greatest length of time in project management, which has actually served me well here, trying to get things set up and, and ironed out. I have a varied background starting with the military uh, and law enforcement as a dispatcher, and then on into the insurance world. On a semi-professional, I've been a scout leader for 17 years, and I absolutely love it. You're also not new to public safety. I am not. And how so? Well, in in scouts, you know, I I have the background of being merit badge counselor, things like that. I can say that uh, on a different front, my son is a third generation law enforcement officer. So uh, he followed his father and his grandfather's footsteps into that. It's definitely a different language and a brotherhood and been very insightful, having been married to Bob for 30 years now. And closely related to the military, you worked with CAP for a little while? Yes, I uh, was in Civil Air Patrol. I helped start the Bolivar Composite Squadron, which unfortunately is no longer going. But I worked as the Deputy Commander for Cadets in that squadron. And at one point, I was the Director of Cadet Programs for the Missouri Wing. And as one of the CAP members at our last MISO meeting had stated to everybody, they're the... uh, little secret of the first response community that they don't want to be a secret anymore. Absolutely. If you don't know your local CAP folks, you might want to check into working with them. They've got a lot of different things that they can do and some, some cool opportunities for up to what age group is it? Silver Patrol Cadets start at the age of 12 and the youth program can go to 18 or 21, depending on where they're at when they turn 18. And then anyone over the age of 18 can become an adult member. Very cool. I know you've already kind of mentioned it, but the position that you occupy is a brand new position to us. Yes. As the only individual here to ever actually occupy that position, why don't you tell us just a little bit more about what that position is? 
It has been quite the hodgepodge since I started. When I got my job description, there were a few things in there, but it, it seems like, especially those first two months, as someone would find something in a filing cabinet, hey, Ronnie, this belongs to you now. Hey, Ronnie, this belongs to you now. Okay. I did that today. Cool. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to throw you under that bus, but yes, yes, you did do that today. The The first thing was the CERT program, learning how to become the program manager, getting to work with all the volunteers and trying to determine all their personalities and what all they want out of the program. And it's been great. We have some really great volunteers in the CERT program, and we've had expressed interest here lately. We've signed up a few new members, and we've already got five registrants for the April class. So if you're interested in the CERT program, the registration is live. Please come join us. It'd be a great time. Where can they find that? That can be found on our social media pages, and we're also going to have the web page updated. So greencountymo.gov slash OEM. Go check it out. We need more CERT members. As you found last season, volunteerism pretty well nationally is at an all-time low. And we're trying to drive that back up. Volunteers are integral to just about everything that we do. So if you got a chance, look that up. Now, Ronnie, after having some time to absorb what you do, mm -hmm. absorb some of the things that other people have Hand it off to you. <clears throat> I've done that a few times. <laughs> Is this position what you thought it was going to be when you got hired? Yes and no. So I knew I would be taking on working with a lot of the volunteers and doing community engagement. It's expanded a bit in the level of community engagement that I've done. So far, and it may just be because of my background in scouting, the biggest reach I've had has been with youth. And I really expected to be working with adults more, which is fantastic, obviously. One of the goals here at OEM is to create an awareness of emergency management as a career. So I'm doing a homeschool job fair this weekend. I'll go out and, and talk about what we do in emergency management, all the different careers that you can find and all the different talents that we can use in emergency management. I think as I go out more and have more adult contact, we'll be bringing in both youth and adults. I went and visited with the Council of Churches on the Hometown Ready program and the Ready Worship aspect of that and getting them training on how to set up an emergency operations plan. Some basic information on responding to emergencies, like there's a tornado. What are you going to do if a tornado hits your church? What are you going to do if an earthquake hits your church? Which is an interesting side road that we actually think about earthquakes here in Missouri. I didn't until I moved here and realized we're so close to the fault line. Growing up in San Diego, earthquakes are whatevs. Yeah. Completely easy. But we are definitely getting the word out. Um, we had a call from a local law enforcement officer needing to activate the CERT team for a potential search and rescue situation. And that was very interesting, very eye-opening. That was probably the first thing that popped in that was – in my job description, but I didn't absorb it as being part of my job description. And that's, okay, the CERT team's being activated. Let's go. And actually being part of the team and, and having everybody here while I went to the briefing on, you know, potentially looking for a lost child. As the previous program manager, their utility and the different things that they do is pretty vast, isn't it? It is. It's amazing. I've got three meetings under my belt now, and I've met quite a few of our more active volunteers. And their experiences, their life experiences, their experiences with CERT. We have so many people that have been here for a long time, still very passionate about it, and are really trying to get the word out to new members. And that's very exciting. Bringing in more of those varied talents to the team is just fantastic to watch. Now, getting back to your position, 
For the listeners, the community engagement specialist I said is new, but this is a, oh, I believe 10 plus year goal of our director, Larry Woods, Mm -hmm. to generate a program that would occupy uh, ready worship, Mm -hmm. which is churches, Mm -hmm. CERT, obviously, that we didn't talk about, all under the Hometown Ready project. But what were the other components? The three main components or initiatives of Hometown Ready are business resilience, community engagement, and community response. So business resilience is really trying to get involved with our local businesses and help them recover in the event of a disaster. FEMA has statistics out that indicate 40 to 60% of all small businesses do not survive a disaster, be it a tornado or a pandemic. As COVID showed us that. As COVID absolutely backed those numbers up. So we have information that we can get out to these businesses. We can come in. We can help them develop an emergency operations plan, which looks different from our maybe our home emergency operations. It helps them with make financial plans, make plans to back up all of their data. Okay, the tornado is actually going to hit the building. Where am I going to take all of my employees? What are all the things we're going to do from that? And it's also exploring the concept of a, an, a business operations emergency response center or an emergency operations center to where when something like that happens, we can spin up the business EOC and have all the businesses come together and share resources, kind of like we do in the emergency operations world with the EOC. We bring everybody together. But okay, Ronnie, an EOC this. is an EOC is an EOC. That an EOC is an EOC. Is I'm it? fairly certain <laughs> I've remembered that acronym being explained in previous podcasts, but you're correct. Thank you, Aubrey. EOC being an emergency operations center. No, I, I'm, so. I'm just kidding. I would imagine that an EOC for a disaster would look much different than for a business. As we found out in the recent tabletop, uh, Zephyr Academia, the school EOC was only occupied by school officials. And they have their own two sites. And then they still work with OEM. Mm -hmm. So in your situation, what you're talking about with business, so they would have their own EOC or they they would just align with ours? They would have their own EOC. And while it would function quite similarly in the fact that you get everyone together in the same room and share resources, it's going to be more of the business needs. So, okay, we need, we've got this big event coming up. We got our storage room taken up by the tornado. We need 50 chairs. Hey, I got 50 chairs. We'll help you out. Sharing those resources that they're all trying to recover doesn't just help the one business. It helps everybody come together and be stronger. And then you fall into the liaison position. Exactly. Very good. Well, I will wrap around to this at the very end again, but just in case anybody wants to talk with you about some of those projects, how do they get a hold of you? My email is V for Veronica Bell, common spelling. So vbell at greencountymo.org. And the office number here is 417-869-6040. You'll hear that again at the end of this podcast, but I just want to make sure people have the opportunity to get some of these ideas and information and even if you just wanted to meet and go over things with Ronnie, these are things that we've been trying to get out for years now. And now we have somebody that actually has the time and capability to get that information out to our community and better our community. Absolutely. You've already kind of jumped on to my next topic. And that was tell us a little bit about the programs and the volunteers that you manage. But how about just the upcoming events that we know of that are going to be for any of your programs? 
upcoming events for our programs, we have scheduled some cold weather and storm spotting training for the CERT teams. We have our usual special events in the summer that we'll have. So CERT will help man the first aid station again at the Ozark Empire Fair and at Route 66. We'll be active at the Dog Run. And we're hoping to go back and assist with the Fairgrove Heritage Days. I think it's what it's called, the, the big craft show up in Fairgrove. Now, when you do something like one of them special events, what is CERT doing? This isn't a disaster response setting. That is a very, very good point. You're right. It's not a disaster response setting. They are there as trained folks to help offer any kind of services that they can. Our CERT teams at those big events primarily focus on first aid minor first aid. Someone fell down on the fairway at the fairgrounds and scraped up their knee. They're going to help bandage that knee. Someone got really too hot. They need water in a cool place. They're going to help have that booth set up for the water in the cool place. They are providing such an important service because that frees up our EMTs and our paramedics that are assigned to those events to handle someone that perhaps fell and broke an arm or cut themselves quite significantly on a ride or falling on a rock or, or anything like that. Definitely invaluable, as you were saying, with things like that. I do know that there is some definite need for the things that they do, but I don't think that everybody understands everything that CERT does. So that's why I keep on bringing that up. You're absolutely correct. And it's difficult to sit here and think of all the things that they do, because you, when you stop to think about it, you get overwhelmed by all the things they do. So in the last two years, I know that the CERT team has been activated twice for search and rescue. We were almost activated again a couple of weeks ago for search and rescue. They can do all kinds of different things to assist with any community event, any community emergency, even if it's just as simple as going and looking for a lost child, which sounds simple, doesn't sound like it's quite an urgent thing, But it actually is the more people you can have out there, especially when we were looking at a night of exceptionally low single digit temperatures, trying to find a lost child is critical. And the more people we have out there doing that search, the faster we're going to find them. Well, and as I found in my short time as program manager, not all CERT programs are created equal. Every CERT program has their standard. Every program has what their members will do and will not do. And I believe that ours are just uh, a step above and they go and do a lot more than just disaster response, which is what CERT was started for. Absolutely agreed. They are always willing to help. So a new program that we're trying to roll out, um, we're shamelessly stealing it with permission of King County, Washington and the Washington State Emergency Management is something called Prepare in 12. And it's a one year program where you take one hour a month to work on becoming prepared for an emergency. And it's 12 different activities like kits and escape plans and safety equipment, something new every month. We're actually going to launch a campaign in, ap- in April to do As this. Hometown Ready or CERT? Part of Hometown Ready. My next thing, Ronnie, is this is a essentially a community-funded position. A lot of us are um, off of federal and state dollars, um, but this one here, as Larry's been trying to get it in the works for a long time, is actually funded by this community because it is such an integral component to it. Tell me, though, why is this position such a necessity? Uh, why is it important to our community, but also our organization? We can't be everywhere at once. 
law enforcement, firefighters, EMTs, EMS, first responders can't be everywhere at once. And if we have a community that is trained, that knows what to do, is prepared to help out, even if helping out is just having the ability to take care of their family before first responders can get there, that will take us leaps and bounds and leaps and bounds and leaps and bounds. There's no telling how far it will take our community in our efforts to be the most disaster resilient county in the nation. Everyone wants to help. That's something that I found quite, quite true. Like Mr. Rogers says, look for the helpers. Everybody wants to be that helper. And going through training with CERT, going through the Hometown Ready program with business resiliency, even going to FEMA.gov and taking a program called Be the Help Until Help Arrives will give everybody a chance to be able to help, to be able to take care of things. And if we as normal citizens can take care of the basics and take care of our family, that frees up the highly trained responders to take care of those true critical emergencies. I am a firm believer in your position, but this dates way before I even started here at OEM. Uh, when I was going through my master's program and for emergency management and I was a paramedic, I was actually, odd, oddly enough, learning about King County, Washington. And their numbers in CPR survival were drastically different than everybody else in the nation because they did free CPR classes for the community. Yep. Everywhere. The community is just another extension of EMS, of fire, exactly. of everything else. Exactly. So your position is just as important, if not more than more important than many of the other positions that we have here. I, I really wanted to bring that up, and I, I think you very eloquently stated why your position was good, but I just wanted to throw my little, uh, you know, personal beef with it. I appreciate it. What's been your favorite piece of the job so far? Oh, that's tough. I know I've, it's designing exercises. I, you know, <laughs> I'm actually kind of excited to be, to work on that exercise for the, for the fifth graders. That's something new that we're going to be doing. We're actually going to be doing exercises with the community. We're planning a full-scale end-to-end CERT exercise for September from the point of where we actually hit the button and says, okay, you're activated. Here's where to report all the way through the after-action report. Planning exercises, working with youth, meeting new adults, all of that's been great. I, I have to say I do have a very particular fondness for my new friend, Pedro the Penguin. I love Pedro the Penguin. And if you don't know about Pedro the Penguin... I could do an entire podcast on Pedro the Penguin. In fact, I think I have that on my list of podcast ideas is to talk about Pedro the Penguin and ways to engage youth in emergency response. Fun fact, this will not be the last time you hear from Ronnie as one part of Hometown Ready that she will occupy will soon be this seat. But You're not going that far away, though. For everybody that doesn't know Pedro, what did Pedro start as? So the original Pedro, um, and I've, I've finally broken myself of that mode. Um, any fellow scouters out there or previous scouts in their youth for Boy Scouts, you will recognize Pedro the Donkey, the official mascot of the Boys Life magazine, and then uh, the official mascot for a while of uh, Scout Life magazine. And he worked in the mailroom and responded to letters and, and talked to all his friends and told very bad donkey jokes. 
And in one of our first conversations with uh, the Boy Scouts on working with them for some of their emergency programs, it was pointed out that every time I said Pedro, he thought of Pedro the donkey and, and not Pedro the penguin. And that's probably why I say Pedro the penguin so often is to keep myself from thinking about poor Pedro the donkey. I think Pedro is here to stay in our office, oh, whether yeah. he's a donkey or a penguin, either one. But uh, <laughs> what else? We briefly touched on the different legs or sections of Hometown Ready. Mm-hmm. What, what did you say the other components were? We talked about business resilience. The other two components are community engagement and community response. The community response arm deals with how members of the community are going to respond in the event of an emergency. A big chunk of that is the CERT team, the community emergency response team, and how they can help not just their families, but taking that training that they receive through the CERT program and being able to help their neighbors. And neighbors nowadays aren't just the folks that live on your block. The neighbors are a global community. Your neighbors can be anywhere. So CERT can respond anywhere. Technology today is astounding from when I was a kid. And yes, I am older than you by by quite a bit. But the you know, think of the leaps and bounds from when you were a kid uh, to what technology can do. That's a big piece of it, as well as some new initiatives that we're trying to bring along that. One is Teen Cert. We are working on starting an explorer post here to learn about careers in emergency management and all the different facets that there are there. And alongside of that will be CERT training for teenagers, working with the schools, with the scouting organizations, both Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, Trail Life, American Heritage, all of them to bring in and expand on the training they receive as scouts to be able to help assist in their school in the case of somebody falls down on the playground and breaks an arm. They'll have basic training to take care of that. I teach jury emergency management. How is what you are doing going to bring me students and help the emergency management community and the professional side of things later on? Something I learned uh, in high school, exploring new things, working with cadets and civil air patrol, and then working with scouts with my kids and the kids I've gone through there, exposing a young person to something brand new that they never would have thought about sparks so much passion and interest. One that everyone I know goes back to is the welding merit badge in Boy Scouts. We have kids go, okay, I've never taken that one. It sounds kind of interesting. I need to take a merit badge, whatever. I'll take welding. And they come out of the welding class going, oh my gosh, that is so much fun. That is so cool. I want to keep doing this. The welding profession has so many new members because a 14-year-old took the welding merit badge at summer camp and learned a new skill. If we can introduce these new skills, these new concepts, these thoughts of, okay, you know what? This sounds really interesting. I want to learn more. As they learn more, that can spark them actually moving down towards a career in emergency management, which will feed into all the universities like Drury that have those emergency management degrees. And the last arm? Community engagement, which is actually bringing education about emergency management to the public. People ask what emergency management is, and you look at them and go, okay, great. What's emergency management? To me, it's very simply boils down to emergency management is emergency preparedness. If you are prepared for what you're facing, you can respond quicker, more safely, more securely, and more confidently, and be able to take care of what needs to happen. 
just by being prepared. And if we can get 10% of the community in the first six months more engaged and aware of what emergency response is, I feel that's a huge success because it'll just keep multiplying from there. What do we do when we learn something new or something's really cool? Aubrey, dude, I took this class last night. It was so cool. You got to look at this. How else does things get spread? Word of mouth. You know, oddly enough, after all my education and experience, I look at my definition of emergency management as that old sticker of, I got a guy for that. I just picture Larry standing in the EOC. Oh, yeah. I got, got a guy, guy for, for that. that. So, very true. Collaboration and uh, assisting the community to be able to. I don't want to say take care of themselves, but to prepare themselves is a big portion of what we do. And that's why I say your position is an integral part to what we do here. I'm really excited that we have the opportunity now because I know everyone on the team's been working so hard on all the different pieces. But like you said earlier, it's just a small piece by one person. So the fact that I can come in and help take that off your guys' plate and hopefully make it into a, a successful program, that's very exciting. I can tell you we are very excited about it. My Our management is very excited about it, and hopefully our community be excited about it too as things progress over the next year or two. Me too. As I said, I would like to plug one more time how they can get in contact with you for any of these uh, different divisions of your job. Any and all of these divisions or any general questions, I'm happy to answer a question. And if I don't know the answer, I can find it. But to send me that question, you can send it via email to vbell at greencountymo.gov or give me a call at 417-869-6040. Thank you, Ronnie. Thank you for being here today. And again, you'll hear from both of us soon. This is the Hometown Ready Podcast, and we will see you next time. Tune in next month for a new discussion in the Hometown Ready Studio, your all-hazards emergency management podcast. But before you leave, don't forget to click on that subscribe button and let us know how you liked today's episode. And as always, be aware and take care.